feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Goal Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Leanne Crichton. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Let's go! And on a beautiful spring-like evening, we can tell you here in the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy, the match is going to go ahead. The Old Firm Derby on Sunday will go ahead. The official announcement will come later today or tomorrow morning from the government. That's the news I have, Barry, and uh, you're not surprised. It will go ahead. Yeah, and sh- so it should. Um, the messages that have come out of both Rangers and Celtic from the captains and, and the manager, I think the, the fans will... I'll listen um, and they'll take heed of the fact that they, they can't go anywhere near Celtic Park. Um, so I've no doubt in my mind it was going to go ahead after i seen the messages come out, as I said. So not looking forward to it. Look, one of the best games, if not the best game in the world for me. Um, so looking forward to Sunday. Best game in the world, the old firm derby. Leanne Crichton, you don't argue with Scott Brown, James Tavernier, Stephen Gerrard, John Kennedy, they all come out. The club have done well and surely the fans won't let them down. No, absolutely. Um, you know, what's happened in the past is gone now. You need to look forward. The clubs have spoken, the players have spoken that the fans will relate to. Um, they need to listen, they need to pay attention and it's a game that everybody in Scotland looks forward to, as Barry said, not only Scotland, across the world. So delighted that it will go ahead and it certainly should be a cracker. Glasgow City's own Leanne Crichton with us tonight. She's with us every week here on the Go Radio Football Show. A few aches and pains. We're going to check with you and with Barry, because oh. Barry, you're back uh, training. <laughs> what happened today? You've got this uh, calf injury. How's it coming on? Yeah, I get the old clear to, to go a run. So I've done my first run in three and a half weeks and um, I'm suffering so... Uh, you might hear a noise later on I might be taking cramp so uh, that's old age for you that's old age <laughs> only early 40s Leanne what about you because you're back in action first match against Celtic on the 4th of April yeah all good we're back training full time it's been tough though trying to get back up to speed certainly the legs are feeling a wee bit slower than they used to be but no it's great back in amongst it with the, with the girls they're all buzzing and certainly the last few days the foreign players have been enjoying the fact that Scotland does actually offer some sort of sunshine um, which I did keep promising them that it might arrive so it's nice that it's came sooner rather than later but I love how you went to Barry first there Paul Why? to see how he was these aches and pains <laughs> well he goes on about it more retired than you retired with the feet up yeah. <laughs> that's true no I'm only kidding <laughs> we do like to have a wee moan now and again, don't we, Barry? Yeah. We well, are like a moan every single minute of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty to call in about tonight, isn't there? So we've got the Derby on Sunday. The official word should come out later today or tomorrow. It's going to go ahead. Rangers, just over 24 hours away from Slavia Prague, won one last week. We'll hear from the manager, Stephen Gerrard, in a moment. As Stevie Clark refuses to rule out Celtic job for him. And why should he rule out what will happen after the Euros? We'll hear from Stevie Clark. And what about that World Cup squad? A bit of controversy. There's uh, no David Turnbull, no Nathan Patterson.
listen and we're getting people on the socials at Go Radio Football Show with their points of view. And what about the inclusion of Shea Adams, who is in there, the Southampton striker? What do you reckon? And is Sir Alex Ferguson right or wrong? He's been saying that uh, there's a West Coast media bias against the Dons. We used to hear that from him when he was in his pomp at uh, Aberdeen, probably the greatest manager ever, but he's still giving us this West Coast thing, you know, about uh, the Dons. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. And on St. Patrick's Day, then who's the best Irish player you've played alongside or played against? Barry, you want to think about that? Who's the best person from Ireland that you've played, uh, well, with? I think with, I, yeah. uh, it comes yeah. down to probably two. I would say Stephen Davis and, mm-hmm. and Stephen Carr. Ah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I played at Birmingham, yeah. two of them are, um, well, you, you know what I think of Stephen Davis yep. as an all round footballer, top player. And um, when I went down to Birmingham, um, I played with Stephen Carr, who mm-hmm. played at Tottenham in Newcastle, and um, always thought he was a good player, but until you train every single day and play beside him, he was a top fullback. Yep. Leanne, for you, anyone you've played against, an Irish uh, person or that you admire in football? My teammate, probably, Claire uh, Shine. Yeah. Yep, she's outstanding. And she's really young as well, um, but she plays beyond her years, you know, and, and probably similar player in the sense that she just wears her heart on her sleeve, you know, in the moments of brilliance that she's come up for with and the, the number of seasons she's been at Glasgow City, she's been outstanding. But we've been we've been blessed, you know, in Scottish football, both the men and the women's uh, game, there's been plenty of Irish players that have came, you know, and, and set it alight. And, you know, it's great, St. Pat- Patrick's Day, and we can speak about it. And Ali's on as well at St Mirren's Day as well, of course, uh, with Paisley <laughs> and the Saints, who won the League Cup this day, 2013. Uh, give us your call. Join the conversation between now and seven here in the Go Radio Football Show. You know the number, 0808 17 17 700. We're going to take the first call in a moment or two. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. They could be going through to the last eight in Europe. The, the opportunity to achieve the last eight from where the club was when it first came in is a, a gain, a chance to achieve something that is monumental. So we want to go and empty everything we've got into this game we don't have to worry about anything else that's on the horizon after it we just want to treat this game in isolation and give it our best and see where it takes if we're in that draw it'll be a fantastic achievement for the players Here's the first caller for Barry and Leanne it's Sam a Rangers fan on the line from Fort William Sam good evening Good evening how are you doing? Good how is it in Fort William is it a lovely sunny spring like evening? It is actually for once which is unusual for this place. It's a beautiful part of the country. Right, you're through to Leanne and uh, Barry here and go. What What are you thinking about tomorrow night? Uh, I'm quite, not quietly confident, but I think if if we defend well tomorrow, um, that we should we should go through. Hopefully, they looked a, a pretty good outfit and uh, last Thursday. So the big boys seem up front seem pretty good. I'm hoping that maybe we play Ryan Jacket. Right back to head of Patterson. I thought he was he was good last week, but he looked pretty pretty small compared to compared to their front line. Barry, what would you say? In terms in terms of the game, Paul, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I think it's um, it's going to be a tough one. They're a decent outfit. We we seen that last week. Um, they've got some really good players. Um, but my honest opinion. If Rangers are really on it, I heard Stephen Gerrard speak today that they're going to come flying out the traps. And if they do that, I think Rangers, on top of their game, will have too much um, for Slavia Prague. Uh, but again, it comes down to um, the performance on the night. And I do firmly believe if Rangers perform the way they have um, in Europe and domestically all season, the levels of consistency they've had, I think they've got a real chance of getting into the quarterfinals. Leanne? 
I would agree with that. I think uh, Sam's got a point in terms of defensively. You know, if they can get that right, I think that's key because you don't ever expect Rangers to go and play a defensive shape. You know, so out of possession, you really need to think about the the threats of the opposition. And you know, Rangers have probably learnt from that from last week. They were far too wide open in the first half. Um, they probably gave Slavia too much of an incentive, and I think they'll have addressed that come tomorrow night. And I expect a very different Rangers performance knowing what's on the line and the opportunity that they've got. Um, as Stephen Gerrard said, you don't think beyond tomorrow night. You know, you've got one opportunity to go and get your name in the hat um, and give everything that you've got. So I do think there'll be a different performance. I think just personnel, if, if defensively you get that right in your midfield selection um, and you deal with the, the probably two or three really key players in that Slavia side, um, I fancy Rangers mm. to go through. Yeah, and they want to go one step further than they did last year, and it's a chance to get into quarterfinals. And I says it plenty of times, Paul, on on this show. Once you get into the quarters, you look at the teams. If you get a wee slice of luck in terms of the draw, you never know. You could go further and further. So that will be the mindset of these Rangers players tomorrow. Look, they're coming up against a decent outfit, as I said. Respect that. Yeah. But I think if they're on it, they've had plenty of rest. It's seven days since the last game. I'm sure they would have given them a bit, a few days off to recover. And they'll be really at it. I, I do firmly believe if they come out flying out the traps as they have done in many occasions this mm. season, I do think Rangers will go through. Len, it must have been a factor last week, two days of celebration when they clinched the title. It's only natural, first time in 10 years. And that must have affected them. So I would think coming back with a 1-1, it'd settle for that. Totally. No, I agree with that, Paul. I think it would have been tough. I actually don't like travelling just the day before the game anyway. I, I can never really adapt too well in terms of playing. I don't know why. Um, so it's tough anyway, you know, to go away the day before and just have one session maybe How does over it there. You? What, just physically. Different? I never feel that sharp. Any time I fly, I never feel that great. Um, I always think the legs end up feeling a bit psycho, you know, psychological. I don't know. Um, so to go and have two days worth of celebrations and then get yourself back into some decent shape to to prepare I think Rangers have come back with a really good result on you know yep. when you look at it in the face of things it, it could have been a lot worse you know if that first half performance they had been punished um, but a 1-1 draw is a, a good result in, uh, in Europe the first half hour when I was watching the game when they scored after six minutes I think it was I was like oh my god here Stand they go yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he tried again he came close didn't yep, he? he he did yep. and as, as I said that I was impressed with some of the players but gradually as the game went on Rangers came into it and they got that vital equaliser and I thought the second half they came strong but obviously with the celebrations and, and Saturday and Sunday did affect there's, there's no yep. doubt about it so they gave, they gave the manager everything uh, and as I said the manager, no doubt in my mind, would have given them a couple of days rest to go and recuperate and, and get their energy levels back. But see, coming back in that flight, you'd have been delighted with that one each draw. Because mm-hmm. as much as you, you speak about adrenaline and you go, I know, but think of the lift they would have got for you know get winning the title. But it's quite draining as well when you think about the, the amount of mental energy that you've put into that over the course. You know, So they've had plenty of time to prepare and get back up to speed. So you would expect a, a different Rangers performance tomorrow. Sam, we're going to come back to you in a second or two. I want to ask you about Nathan Patterson, but let's hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard. Look into the positives from last week's 1-1. I think our game plan was to try and set it up for Ibrox. We, we realised it was a really tough place to go. They've got a fantastic home record domestically and in Europe as well. So I think the positive thing for us is we've set it up for Ibrox. We've got an away goal. We've given ourselves a real good opportunity. Having said that, we believe we're going to have to perform an awful lot better to get through and to, and to qualify because... We know that Slavia are going to come and give everything they've got. 
And what about your goalkeeper, Sam? Um, Alan McGregor, what about that save in the 90th minute? Absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you just you run out of superlatives for the yeah. man. You forget he's 39 year old. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was unlucky the last time we got to a UEFA final. I'm sure Barry will remember well, but he had a ridiculous save in Werder Bremen away as well. But I'm not even sure last mm-hmm. week's has been talked by that. But Barry, do you remember that week one? Week in, week out. Werder Bremen. The save. Yeah, yeah, I remember the game very well. Yeah. Um, as I said, I must have touched the ball ten times and nine yeah. or eight times on my head. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was one of the ones where yeah. we had a certain way of playing. Um, at home, we would go and have a go at teams, but when we went away, we respected the fact that they maybe have been better than us, so we had to sit in and and try and hit in the counter attack. But I remember that save against Werder Bremen, and it was one of the ones as I spoke to you. I came in after the game and I grabbed him by the cheeks and says, "What a save!" And yeah. Cheers for that, and he's like, no problem. That that's just him. The way he done yeah. his interview after the game, he's amazing. <laughs> that's just the way he is, yeah. and that's to be expected. But for me, the save last Thursday was better than the Werder Bremen one. Sam, we're all looking forward to the Euros with Scotland. The World Cup qualifiers next week. Austria, first of all, on Thursday. You know, we heard we brought you the news at five yesterday with Rob and the guys uh, and girls from the squad. What do you make of it? Obviously, for you, for Nathan Patterson, did you think he would be included? Should he have been? Personally, I don't think he should be over-included yet. He's only played a handful of games so far. Um, he's, he's still very, very young as well. I don't think he's made that many appearances for under-21. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, no. I would have thought David Turnbull would have got in uh, the other side of the city. He's been mm. in tremendous form since Christmas. Is pretty pretty astounded he didn't get a shout, although we have got quite a few great, good mm. centre midfielders, but... I would have thought with his creativity that he might have been in a shout of a kind of number 10 role, especially with Jay Adams being included, which is great, somebody that's... Good, you're happy about that, because you know there's a wee bit of criticism, but if you're scoring in the Premier League, and surely, yeah, you know, he's got a right to decide where he wants to play. Absolutely, I mean, it doesn't matter where people are from, from me within reason, they want to play for Scotland and they're eligible to play for Scotland. And they're good yep. enough to play for Scotland. Mm-hmm. And they should be in that squad. Barry, what do, you, yeah. what do you feel about it? Uh, like David Turnbull, for example. Yeah, I was disappointed of him, but honest, I, I fully expected him to, to be involved. Now, I've just looked, there's 10 defenders and 8 midfielders. And, and I look at that, he, he normally plays a back three and obviously with, with the wing backs. I, I would have liked to see him included. Uh, maybe take a defender out and add him into the... The midfielders to to make it nine for me uh, again I can only go on what I've seen of David Turnbull and every time I watch him he impresses me with Celtic even struggling this season and not playing well he's the one that stood out he's the one that's went and grabbed the game with the scruff of the neck and I would have liked to have seen him being involved get around the, the squad see the way that Stevie Clark works what it's like to be at international level um, I know he's been involved in under 21s but the, the full squad will be totally different for that so I was a bit Disappointed, I was a bit surprised that he wasn't involved. But listen, one thing that David Turnbull needs to do now is, is go and dust himself down and work even harder and try and force his way into the, the squad. For me, he's got all the attributes to be a top midfielder. And I think in time, he will be a regular for Scotland. Leanne, what's your take on Nathan Patterson not being in there? Were you surprised? No, no. I, if I'm being honest, Paul, I'm not overly surprised. I think it's too soon. Um, I think the way Stephen Gerrard spoke about him after... Um, 
the broke the regulations in terms of COVID and him being such a young player and looking after him and it being a lesson. I think if there's been a conversation there between Steve Clark and Stephen Gerrard, it's probably it's come a bit too soon for him. You know, you need to give him a wee bit more time, allow him to embrace the responsibility that he's got at his his club just now, which he's getting a brilliant opportunity. Um, see what happens whether he, he does get a ban or not in, in terms of um the hearing at the end of the month. You know, will he be playing much football up until the summer? Who knows? You know, so I think it's just came a bit too soon for him, but. He's got huge potential and he's going to be a future Scotland star. Of course he is, but everybody, it's such a, in football it happens all the time. As soon as a player has a good run of games, we automatically want them to have everything in that moment. And at times a wee bit of patience I think goes a long way. And David Turnbull, what do you feel? Slightly surprised. Mm. Um, I think when you look at him over the course of the season, he's probably only really hit the ground running since January when he's come back in, uh, where he's got an opportunity in the Celtic side. He probably had a spell of probably eight, nine weeks where he was outstanding. Um, and probably the last couple of weeks, I, I don't even know if he's went off the boil, but certainly he's looked a bit frustrated and probably hasn't been hitting the same um, consistency that he was. So again, he's another one. Who do you leave out? I know what Barry's saying about defenders and whatnot. I think it's it's tough. Three games. Um, I, I spoke before we came on, Paul. I always think defensively you lose two or three players with injuries. It, it seems to be the case that at times Scotland have lost a full back four, yeah. you know, days before games. So that's maybe a thought in, in Steve Clark's mind that he needs um, the reinforcements there. Yeah, I, I just look at the the three games we've got Austria, Israel, and the last one, Faroe Islands. For me, that's a perfect opportunity, blood. The ones that you think can become internationals. I don't, I, honestly, I hear people talking, I, I, Leanne mentioned about Nathan Patterson. I don't care what's happened. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he's only played a handful of games. For me, he's a future Scotland player. Same with David Turnbull. Find a way to get them into the squad. And that future for you would be in the next two weeks. Yep, you'd yeah, have them in. I, I look yep. at Austria, good team, Israel, good team, sure. Federal Islands, no disrespect, they're not a top team. Sure. For me, if you want to get, give think- these guys the experience, mm-hmm. Get them in the squad and give them experience and play them. But if you give if you give somebody as young as Nathan Patterson everything now, what keeps him hungry for the next that's two up or to three him, years? That's up to him. I think I, I, I don't buy into this that he's too young. And again this. with the Pharaohs in the run up to the Euros, you need momentum. You need but you also belief. need backup for right wing back. Good debate. Ben's been on the socials. This mindset has held us back for years. Turnbull's been exceptional since he got into the Celtic team. Patterson's done really well. And even Gold, Ryan Gold, impressing in Portugal. As soon as younger players emerge in Spain or England or Germany, they're put right in. Why do we always cling to loyalty, sentimentality? Yeah, Paul, what, what yeah. I will say is, when you look at the squad, the squad have done brilliant. Yep. Brilliant for Stevie Clark. But I'm a big believer in if somebody's shown potential and you think in the future they can play in this national team, get them in and blood them. Get them in amongst this squad and show them what it's all about. And then if there's an opportunity, go and play them. Don't be fearful because they're 19. Good point. Sam, before you go, who's the best uh, Irish player that you could identify that you remember playing in Scotland or that you've seen or... Is there someone you'd mention? Irish player. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Keane in his six months at Celtic. That's a good point, he, actually. He, 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 we, uh, I remember going to Ibrox and uh, we won 1-0, winning in the last minute, but uh, he was his movement off the ball is ridiculous and obviously in front of goal he's deadly. He's probably the best Irish player I can remember. Producer James, he was saying the same, actually, uh, Robbie Keane, and we didn't get the best of him in Scotland, but what a player and the transfer fees over the years. Yeah, and Paul says, 
George Best, Paul playing against George, George Best. Best. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can hardly say that in the company of Leanne Crichton and Barry, but I did. Well, I mean, I'm impressed. With I that. did. I played. I played. He was. I played in Newlands Field. I mean, he, he retired, but I mean, he was only I think late thirties. Yeah. It, it was a media team. He made you didn't three it? times. I was chuffed. <laughs> and I'll tell you, there was some great. There was ex Rangers players, Celtic players. Was that in the same move? The triple nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> I was queuing up for. He was, he was just a That's different unreal. level. He was phenomenal. It was Eastender stars versus radio and TV stars of <laughs> Me, the. Uh, he retired. Oh, he was amazing. What, what is the tea retire at? Well, remember he came back to Hibs. He came back to Hibs. Remember he came back to Hibs. So when you look back, we, we can look and see. He was probably only, what, 32? Yeah, I think he, it was young. But you're yeah. right, he left Man United early. And then he came, went to America and then he came back. He was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We have to take a quick break. Sam, thanks very much. Cheers. Speak to you again. Cheers. We're back Good with Barry bye. Ferguson, Leanne Crichton, Paul Cooney next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Wednesday evening, the Go Radio Football Show, and we're in the company of Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers and Scotland skipper, Blackburn Rovers, Birmingham City. I see Lee Boyer is back as manager, your old pal. Yeah, yeah. D- delighted. Um, again, I think we've spoken about it a few times yeah. about ex-players, who do you think would be managers? And, and Bo was one that I would never have guessed. <laughs> Why? What was it? I don't know. I, see, to be honest with you, I got the... I mean, fantastic player. Yeah, I, I, I remember, love playing yeah. in the middle of Parkland, but I just got the feeling that he didn't like football. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was one of the ones, but he was a good player. Um, went away and what a job he'd done at Charlton. Yep. Um, and it's great to see him back at, at, at Birmingham because um, Birmingham are struggling there. They've got every chance of getting relegated into League One and I think if a club like Birmingham, the size of Birmingham, get re- relegated to League One, it's... They're in big trouble, but listen, they've appointed one thing about Boaz, he's, fi- he's a fiery character, he's, he'll not accept um, anything less than, than high standards, so he'll go in there and he'll shake the place up and hopefully keep them clear of relegation. See, like you say that, what do you, what do you mean you thought he hated, did he just come and train and play and go away and Aye. never, because you got a lot of players like, I'm quite consumed yeah. by it and try mm. and influence and learn whilst I'm there and moan about it for every minute that I'm away for the game mm. but was he just yeah he just came in and listen he was a brilliant trainer and as I say he was um, some of the, the stuff he'd he done on a part was excellent and I really enjoyed playing him but it was just one of the ones where as soon as training finished he wasn't really interested in speaking about, <laughs> about football or, yep. or whatever it was just um, it was one of the things but it's brilliant it's how yep. how funny football can be mm-hmm. just look at the job he done at Charlton brilliant got no. him promoted back yep. into the championship I know they get relegated yep. last year but they've had money problems but Birmingham have, have got the right man for me certainly have we're going to take more calls in a moment or two Leanne Crichton the ex-Scotland she retired just a few months ago and she's Glasgow City still very much and trying to get fit to get back is it tough just now having been off for what two and a half months I feel fit Paul it's just oh. the pitches so it's been back and yeah. like my body's aching we train in like the 4G the synthetic parks all the time and I've now become accustomed to either being in a treadmill or running in pavements so I'm now trying to reverse that and get used to being back uh, on the park so it's been tough but I mean I, I feel fine when I'm there it's more when you come away and you're trying to rest and recover and you go again like we played a bounce game on Sunday um, and then two days after the game yesterday I was struggling but I never realised I was struggling until I got onto the training pitch and then I I realised so it's age (laughs) (laughs) Um, but listen Scott Booth is really good with you know the players that are a wee bit older um, and the ones that work and have got a busier life away for the game he he doesn't put too much pressure on us so as long as I look after myself and and do what I need to do but hopefully I'll have enough in the tank to get through this 10 weeks of the season it's definitely affected the stop start last year what was it six months Mm -hmm. yeah coming back into a quick a quick pre-season a quick turnaround back into games and then 
what's that two month without training yep. or three yep. months That's so right. January February and half of March yep, yeah, it, it, it's yep. tough and, and the kind of schedule they've got to get up to up to um, scratch and get back to full fitness it, it's I mean yous have got 14 days longer than League 1 and League 2 mm-hmm. they, they start on Saturday and only yeah. started 10 days ago and yep. I, I think it's a recipe for players getting injured I really do yeah, it's going to be tough. It will be tough. Um, it's going to be really intense. I think in the month of May we've got nine games. Uh, so we nine pretty, games. So we pretty much yeah. play Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday for the uh-huh. the whole month. So uh-huh. that's going to be tough. You know, for anybody that's tough in, in a normal season, but to do that off the back of very little um, competitive matches is the, the toughest uh, part. I, I just noticed some of the clubs going back to the the men's game, League One, League Two. There's some clubs that need to play four games in a week, mm-hmm. and they're talking about Saturday, Monday. Wednesday, Saturday or Thursday, Saturday. I, I don't see how that could be possible for, for if you've got big players. squads and you've got great, you know, yeah. 26, 27 players, mm. you might be fine. But, but a lot of these clubs are operating with yeah. 18, 19 players. No, at even best. that, Leanne, mm-hmm. 16, yeah. 17 maximum. So I think we, when you go into the two or three weeks, when you get into playing three games a week, I think you're going to start seeing players falling. And I hear you there about injuries as well then. The good news is the lockdown is going to ease. That was good news we heard yesterday, the pathway out of it. Look at the weather getting better, the days getting longer, the vaccine's on the way. And we've passed the two million mark today in Scotland. Uh, James Ali just telling me over two million people have been vaccinated in Scotland. That's brilliant. Out of five million. I thought you were yep. going to tell us that was our night out organised. Well, after yeah. having a night out or, or something. But, yeah. The boogie bus will be getting ready for... Uh, the Euros at Hamden and uh, more particularly for Wembley you yeah. just need to split it up into groups uh-huh. of six <laughs> and just share stories yeah. uh, can you pick your six yeah. oh, so, <laughs> names well, in a hat is yeah. it if I drive, maybe that's the only way I'll go on. Uh, well, we'll find out. And the news we're bringing you is the game is going to go ahead on Sunday. Celtic right. against Rangers will be going ahead. That will be announced maybe this evening, this afternoon or tomorrow from Scottish Government. But uh, obviously they've been listening. Um, the fans will respond well to this, surely. And the managers have done well, the captains and everybody. Let's enjoy it on Sunday. Watch it on the telly. Uh, turn down the sound and you can hear... Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and myself on Sunday. Let's go on to the lines then. Big night tomorrow for Rangers. Rangers against Slavia Prague at Ibrox. Let's go to Partick. Jake is on the line. Good evening, Jake. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you tonight? I'm great. Excited for the morrow night, obviously. Yeah. How are you feeling about the match? I'm actually like quietly confident. I don't want to, I don't want to give out too much, but I, I'm confident that we'll progress to the uh, to the quarterfinals, I think that away goal gives you such a, a mad advantage. Especially now that we're obviously going at home. I'm not saying Rangers will sit in, but it gives you something to to build upon. Having that, it's, it's almost like being one up almost. Um, but what what I wanted to um, ask was was do you think or ask the panel was was because Rangers are playing tomorrow night and it could put it, if things don't go the way they could end up playing 120 minutes. Will that severely hinder them for the game on Sunday? Or, well, because what I see is, is Rangers have been playing Thursday, Sunday nearly all season. So are they used to it by now? Or do you think it will severely hinder them for what is, as much as Rangers have still won, still won league, it is still a big game on Sunday. Like, let's not take away the old firm's the biggest rivalry in the world. So does it hinder them for Sunday? Or do you think it doesn't doesn't matter? But that's, that was all I wanted to ask. Hmm. Leanne, what do you think? It could go one of two ways. You know, it does depend... Even if you play 120 minutes, you can sometimes play 120 minutes that 
it's not been a really anything game. You know, if it fizzles out and it just is a stalemate, you've maybe not exerted too much energy over the course. But I think Rangers and the squad of players that they've got, they've managed it really well this season. You know, with the changes in personnel, the two or three, every other game that came in and out. Um, I don't think it'll affect them too much, even if it, it, it goes the full way, because... I'm going back to that I'm going to contradict myself and speak about adrenaline and that buzz that you get if you get through tomorrow night regardless of whether you play the 120 minutes you go and make a couple of fresh changes for the weekend and I think you're good to go I mean Barry might disagree but there's no travel involved they're going to have as much recovery as they need they'll be straight into recovery for Thursday night onwards um, I don't think they'll be back on the pitch too much between Thursday and the game I don't see it being a huge problem uh, if it goes 120 minutes, it will take it will take some sort of effect. There's no doubt. I just look at the way that Rangers play. That it's like a high tempo tempo mm-hmm. game. But Leanne makes yeah. a good point there. We've got a big enough squad, and I, I think he, he'll utilise that a bit. Um, I hope it doesn't go to 120 minutes. Will it affect Sunday? Look, I, I've been in a situation when I've played on a Thursday night, and I'm into an old game, uh, an old firm game. Sorry, in, in the Sunday, and um, look. Again, I'll use the word that Leanne just used. Yep. Adrenaline gets you through it. Listen, you know what it's like to play against your fiercest rivals. Um, but again, I think he will make changes. He'll make a few changes Thursday. He'll make changes uh, in, in Sunday. But the good thing is, it's been a week since their last game. He's, I think he would have gave them two or three days off. Obviously, with the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, the celebrations, the lead-up yep. to the European game, he would have gave them plenty of rest. But in terms of playing Saturday, like Sunday, Thursday, Sunday throughout the three uh, throughout the season, they become accustomed to it. The their bodies, yeah. your body gets used to that. And then Leanne will tell you in terms of the the recovery and the, the sort of stuff, the the way they get looked after with the physios and the masseurs. Yeah. That there's no excuses nowadays. Certainly in modern day football. What are the changes for tomorrow then for Rangers? What changes do you think he will make? Obviously, um, we know there's no Ryan Jack. He's definitely out tomorrow. Um, he's had a tough time recently with injury. So what do you expect to see? I, I don't think he'll make many changes in terms of the team that he put out last Thursday. Mm-hmm. I think depending on how the game goes, whether it goes into extra time or not, that might play a, yeah. into his mind about making changes in the, in the Sunday. But I, I think he'll go with virtually the, the same team that went against... Um, last week, last week yeah. yes Halander got the goal will he start tomorrow night or would Balogun start well Halander got yeah. the goal again I mean it's a toss of the coin both of them have done really well for me um, you know Golson's going to play for me he's been top class for Rangers this season he still played every minute yep he still has I think Nathan, young Nathan Patterson for me definitely deserves to, to keep his place at right back Barisic will be, be left back and obviously your goalkeeper will be Alan McGregor so I would probably think he'll go with with Herlander um, and then the midfield do you want me to go through the team? Uh, in a second Jake do you agree <laughs> or do you want to take Barry and Leanne on here at this point? Uh, no, I, no. no I agree I agree with what they said but the only, yeah. the only thing was that always sticks in my nut was last season uh, must have been around about August time not August September must have been when Rangers were in the last qualifying to go through to the uh, group stages Europa League and they just beat Legia Warsaw on the Thursday night Morello scored in the 90th minute or something and then they played Celtic on the Sunday. Now, I was at both the games, and I know Gerard got his team wrong on the Sunday, I'll say that, but there was definitely a fatigue in the Rangers squad. That was, there was no doubt about that. Um, probably you can see this season that the Rangers have severely worked on their fitness because they don't look like they're, they're fatigued any game they play, really. Maybe the odd one here and there, but I agree with what they're saying. I think when you're 
when you play when you've done as much as Rangers have done this season, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, you're you're used to it by now. So I think that's what Leanne said. So you you're used to it by now. Um, and what Barry said as well, adrenaline must carry you through that game. So I, I think they should be fine. But that that was what always sticks in my head was from last season, the yeah. same exact thing happening. What what you find be, between the game and, and Thursday and Sunday, they'll not be on the grass. They'll go on the grass on Saturday and virtually for forty five minutes. Um, Friday they'll, they'll be in they'll, it'll be a cool down in the gym they'll get their massages or whatever they'll go in the pool they've got the pool facility there so in terms of re- uh, recovery um, they've got everything there um, to make sure that they're they're ready to go which is a another big one in, in Sunday but when you play a club like Rangers you've got to be used to these sort of yeah. um, weeks three games a week Can you see it actually going to extra time? I think there'll be goals. I, I, I yeah. just think Rangers going to probably score a, a couple tomorrow. You expect Slavia to come out and play. I just cannot see it being a dull 1-1 and going to extra time based on recent performances. I might be wrong, but I, I think these will be two teams that will really go for it. I don't think the either side will be sitting in to, to try and see it out and try and get to 120 minutes and penalties. There'll be none of that. Well, Slavia need to come and have a go at yeah. Rangers and in the way that Steven Gerrard spoke today, they're, they're, they're going to come flying out the traps. So for me... Rangers are going to go and try and get the the business done early mm-hmm. and I think that's the best way to approach it go and get a few goals up and then you can maybe make a, a few changes you can maybe then get the, a few of the older ones maybe off and rest a few up so listen I think Rangers are going to approach it we go and win it as early as possible So what's your team for tomorrow night then Barry? This time uh, tomorrow will be Rob will be on with Craig Moore and Mark Guidi and the second early shoot of the team what's the team going to be? McGregor, Patterson, yep. Golson, Holander, Barisic, Davis, Kamara, Arribo, Hadji, Morelos, Kent. Leanne, do you ha- agree? Hadji's yep. maybe the only one that I'm no sure about. Did so well at the goal though, didn't he? I know, yep. I know. But I just feel like the whole season he's been that one player that, that kind of dips in and out for whatever reason, whether it's just how he, he looks I like him at home, Leanne. I, I think yep. he produces better performances at home, away from home. Maybe uh, uh, sometimes the manager's left them out, but I think, listen, big pitch, they've got to go for it. I think Hadji will play. Who would you play instead of Hadji? Is Roof, is he, he's back, isn't he? He's back yep. fit yeah. as well. And mm-hmm. He's one of these players. It depends what your approach to the game is. You go a bit more physical and a bit more aggressive, but Barry might be right. You know, I think there'll be very few changes, if any, um, but Hadji would be the one I hope for Arebo's in the maybe... middle. I like Arebo coming yeah. to the middle of the park. I like mm-hmm. him. Again, he's just, he, he continues to impress me. More and more every every single so time I watch him. So confident now, isn't he? Yeah, but I like him. Listen, I think Energy. that's an absolute great piece of business. See the way he plays, though. There's not many players like him now. There's that take people on. You know, I speak to, to players all the time. Pass, 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 pass constantly. Now you get a player like Aribo takes folk on. A James Forrest takes folk on. They're almost like a dying breed. They are, the game, aren't they? You know, yep. and that's why we get so excited when when we see them play. Jake, what's your scoreline tomorrow night? <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I can't see them scoring. I, I know, I know, I know. You are saying they're going to have to commit all guns blazing, and they are obviously because they're technically a goal behind. But yeah. I just think, I just think that that will just play into uh, Gerard's, Gerard's hands because he'll just get Rangers. They play their normal high press that they usually do. They'll try to play it from the back and they'll mm. make mistakes. And I think you'll see Rangers score a couple of goals. For that. They, so I'm going to go up two 0 All right. They shocked Brendan Rodgers as Leicester just uh, two weeks ago. Surely not tomorrow against Rangers. Good call. Thanks very much, Jake. Speak to you soon. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. 
training well underway here at the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited and looking forward to the Kilt Walk the 23rd to the 25th of April we hear Hunter and Hockey on a Sunday morning here in the Go Radio uh, I almost said football show the business show and Barry you're going to be doing the Kilt Walk the yes. show this, this year and you've just decided who you're going to do it for well, you've decided for me then, because well, no, I'm still no, no, unsure. No, 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 we'll still. You, no, no, listen. No, look, I'll no. probably do it for breast cancer. You're right in saying yep. that. You're right in saying that. My mum um, had it three years ago, so uh, I'll probably do it for for. No, probably I will do it for breast cancer. There you go. Wasn't trying to push you. It's just brilliant that you're doing it, Barry and Leanne. You're doing it as well. I won't be able to this year, Paul, just because of the the season and yeah. games over that weekend. But certainly, it's you know a cause that I always support. I've got loads of friends oh. that always take part in it, which is incredible. And it always happens that it's on a Sunday. You know, I just get the uh, the opportunity to sponsor oh. people, see the the selfies that get put in the WhatsApp yeah. group. Yeah. Everybody's uh, feet are agony by the end. Of it and uh, oh. but it's all for a great cause. And I'm looking forward to seeing how Barry copes with with this year. And it was good you get a, a decision and an answer out of there. Paul's not often you get that because yeah, I was unsure. But you know what? Okay. it's better yeah, when somebody puts you right. on the spot it's a so. wonderful cause though. a great right. one to choose yeah, there's, there's loads I've been, I've been asked to do um, by a few charities but look that's the one that's um, closest to me just now obviously because my mum uh, had breast cancer and uh, thankfully, thankfully she's fine now great. so that's yep. what I'll do it for Wonderful and uh, Go Radio right behind it so it, it's absolutely fantastic it's the virtual one over the weekend so you can do it whenever you want do whatever you want you can walk, run, swim or you can even boogie but we've got the Scottish thing in there as well so, I don't know uh, yeah. about boogie <laughs> I'll just run I can t- I'm just hearing Ali's telling me that uh, Jim Goodwin's going to do it so the St Mirren manager is going to go out there with a kilt you don't have to you can have a wee bit of tartan but good on Jim Goodwin the manager of St Mirren going for top six this weekend they're playing Hamilton so that's uh, going to be some running in a kilt. in a kilt yeah walking in a kilt or whatever uh, yeah just you don't know. Nah, nah, it's not me. <laughs> anyway, listen, 0808 17 17 700. He's just thinking about that. We're going to take uh, another call. <laughs> I was going and, to say uh, something, but we'll probably no. get them um, thrown off well, here. So let's I'll not. just leave it. <laughs> You're doing a great thing here. We'll just we'll keep it at that. What about Scotland then? Uh, the squad was announced yesterday for those three matches. In fact, it's uh, a week tomorrow, the match with Austria, the first one. Uh, so the manager, Stephen Clark, you'd see it all in the papers today. You heard it last night with Rob and the guys, and he's speaking about the inclusion of Shea Adams who plays a course with Southampton. He spoke to Scotland, I think Alex was the manager four years ago. Oh, four years ago he'd have been 19, 20 year old on the back of playing a couple of friendly matches for England under 20 so it's not, not as if he's got a long history with England. At that time as a young man he's playing an English Championship, obviously got his move to the English Premier League. Thankfully for us uh, I heard a little whisper last, last week that he was had decided that he wanted to come on board. Things move very quickly and, and I name Shane the squad. It's an area of the, the team that, that we have to try and improve. You happy with that, Barry? Yeah, I yeah. think he's a good player. Um, i seen him at, at Birmingham and Southampton obviously went and, and paid a, a right um, few million for him. And every time I've seen him for Southampton this season, Paul, he, he's really impressed. He's, he's in and out of the team, if I'm being honest with you. But when he is playing, um, it's definitely one that I think Stevie Clark's right to to take the offer up and, and bring him in because we need all the good players that we can get and he certainly is a, a very good player. A dearth of goals up front, the strikers are just, uh, they're not doing it for the clubs at the moment. No, they're not and this is an opportunity. I think if you're going to bring Shea Adams in, you bring him in now and you look at him and see how he integrates within the group. You know, as a new player completely, um, not many of the players will, will probably know him. Some will, um, but I think you bring him in, see how he goes, you know, does he hit the ground running? And it puts a bit of pressure on the players that are 
perhaps thinking that they might go to the Euros regardless of form yeah give people a wee bit of food for thought and it'll be good to see just another fresh body we've not been littered with goals in, in the last couple of games so we need something you know if we're going to have that defensive um, type formation within the team you need goals up top and, and hopefully Shea Adams can bring that Let's hope so Lyndon Dykes I mean we love him in a Scotland shirt don't we but it's not been happening at the moment for him at QPR Yeah he's a bit off the boil yeah. just now at QPR but look I look in terms of what he's done for Scotland over mm. the last 18 months or so since Stevie Clark's been in, uh, been the manager and, and he's been excellent he's been probably the, the top performer um, and for me we're still looking for a partner for him I think Jay Adams could be that one. Um, ideally, I would have loved to have seen Lee Griffiths, but he's not playing enough football for me. What's um, happened to him? We don't I know d- officially, do we? We, we, we don't know, no. but for me, if you're asking my honest opinion, Lee Griffiths is the best Scotland striker yep. when he's fit, but obviously he's not playing enough games to be included, so that's why the managers went and looked to bring somebody like Jay Adams in, and do you know what? I hope he comes in and he does brilliantly, because I think him and Lyndon Dykes, could really have it off as a partnership. Lee Griffiths was mentioned last night, so John Hartson was saying, I'd have him in the squad though, because even just getting 10 minutes from him, he's got a chance of getting well, a goal. Well, I watched the Dunn United game uh, Celtic played, and, and I think he only came on for the last 10 minutes mm-hmm. or so, That's and right. he nearly scored. Mm-hmm. You see him, he just, he, he's a predator. That, that's what Lee Griffiths is um, like technically very good but he knows where the back of the net is um, I'd just love to see him play more listen that's up to the managers at, at Celtic to decide but for me I would love to see a fit Lee Griffiths in that, that Scotland national team because for me he's the, the best striker we have Ryan's on the line 0808 17 17 700 Ryan what do you think about that what about uh, Shea Adams being in the squad Um, ah, it's a hard one because I'm all for uh, Griffiths, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he rejected Scotland in 2019 and now he's been called up, it's a bit like, mm, is it because we've hit the Euros and back then we didn't? So, you know, it's a bit... I would rather have picked Griffiths, to be honest. The trouble is, though, as Barry said, that was the 81st minute he came on against Dundee United. Uh, he They knew that officially the 10 row dream was over, officially, that afternoon, and he got nine minutes, Ryan. Why? Yeah, I, I I don't understand as well. I mean, many many probably everybody will agree with me here that and certain fans across Scotland here will say Griffiths has been getting little or no minutes. But why? What, what? I mean, they were giving him the excuses that he was unfit. But even as Barry says, even I think if, even a ten minute Griffiths, he can still he can still score a goal for you. He's, as I say, he's a, he's a predator. He's, he's a, a out and out striker. I yeah. watched him many times when, when he played for Livingston yeah, against he, the Johnson when we were back in the first division. Have sure. you seen the Dun United game that I mentioned? I mean, he, he sniffed that opportunity out yourself at the back post, um, albeit the Dun United goalkeeper made an excellent save, but I just worry what's going on at Celtic. Like, I, I think people are just desperate to know why. We, we don't see him. I, I think the three of us in here mm-hmm. agree that he is a top striker, but we don't see him every every day, how he's training it, is he carrying a niggle, we, we don't know, but for me, I, I just, I look at that Scotland squad and it's crying out for somebody like him. Leanne? I fit Lee Griffiths is the pick of the bunch, mm-hmm. undoubtedly, but we've not seen enough of that, and see even the now to put him into the category of going to the Euros, I think it's a really tough decision, because you need fit players to carry you through tournament football. People might look at it and go, it's three games, what is, what is the outlook, what do you want to achieve? Surely you would rather have him there, as Ryan's saying, for 10 minutes. But see that in terms of a squad, you've got 23 players. See if you pick up a couple injuries with that and in amongst that you've got three goalkeepers. Your squad selection's not that big. 
So you cannot carry passengers. You need players that are 100% fit, that are not going to pick up niggles after the first game or the first training session and be posted missing for the entire tournament. And unfortunately, that's what's happened with Lee Griffiths this year. When he plays for me, he is the best. And he's probably the most exciting. Like Barry says, you see him for 11 minutes against Dundee United and you think, why has he not been on early? Why does he not get an opportunity? Yeah. But we we need to believe that whatever's happening at Celtic I, I, and whatever they're seeing week to week, I, I'm the right that, decision's been made. I'm watching that game and I'm thinking to myself, uh, I see him coming on and I'm thinking, Celtic, mm-hmm. I've got a real opportunity winning this game. Most and games I, this season you've looked at with Celtic and thought... Yeah, I know, and I'm thinking I'm thinking to myself, Mickey Mellon and, and the coaching staff are probably looking across and thinking, oh no, here he comes. Mm-hmm. And then he nearly gets that goal. Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating for me because, do you know what, I, I, look, I don't care if, he, if he's a Celtic player. I'm thinking about Scotland just yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And for me, what Leanne just said there, he is our best striker without... A shadow I doubt. Ryan, what did you want to say about fans? Was it for Scotland? Yeah, I was um I was going to ask you about the SPL as well. Oh. Um what the what does Barry and Leanne think about what we need Scotland going forward, both both the women's game and the men's game, mm-hmm. to try and attract better talent and, and to keep a hold of players. Um like as you say, like the Premier League, they they always advertise but we get like one game a week. what's needing to be done, I think, for the for the future of Scotland? Both national and in the SPL to to really excel our our game. Money's probably the biggest thing, Ryan. To be honest, you know, and it, it, mm. it's a hard one because I, I heard a lot of people speaking about the cup final that was on and why was it on, you know, a, a channel that yeah. you need to pay for. Why is it not on the BBC, for example? Mm. And a lot that's money. You get outbidded mm. and you don't win these matches. So. Whilst there's these companies that have got multi-million pounds that they want to throw at football, which to really get the rights to a Scottish game, you're not paying too much money, but you're still paying more than what other broadcasters can pay. Um, I think it's really tough. And in the women's game, it's the same. There's no a lot of money. You know, the English league across the board only looks as, as sparkly and nice as it does I, I, because I of the amount of money. The, 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 the quality point, in terms yep. of players is not too... I don't really think we sell it no, well enough. we're terrible I, at selling it I honestly don't I think we've got a good product up here and I don't think we sell it good enough for me Ryan good call that's us at half time news is coming next and then we're back Leanne Crichton and Barry Ferguson next feel the heat of the game the crunching tackles the near misses and diving headers feel the drive from the sidelines feel the passion of your captain feel the celebrations feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited for more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns renewable energy and more visit opc-ltd.uk The Bull Radio Football Show and this time, tomorrow night, we will be with Rob McLean, Craig Moore and Mark Guidi, our recent signing. Craig Moore, you know really well. Barry, he's with us tomorrow night. Oz himself will be here. And Mark, that was a good debut on Monday night. We had uh, John McGinn joined us on the programme with Mark. Yeah, it was good. I, I thought John McGinn spoke really well. Um, as I said, I thought he was a good player when he was up here at both St Murn and um, Hibs. Then he got his, his move down to Aston Villa in the Championship and he was really good. But since he's went into the Premier League... Um, when I've seen Aston Villa on TV along with Jack Greeley she's been their mm-hmm. top performer um, and as I said I think if he keeps performing um, and putting performances like that in week in week out 
it wouldn't surprise me if some of the bigger clubs like I'm talking top six will be I'll be looking at John McGinn that's how much I think he's improved over the last couple of seasons Leanne Absolutely, I agree yep. totally. He's going to get another move. He won't be at Aston Villa for the rest mm. of his career, you know. And undoubtedly, clubs will be looking at him because he does that side of the game that not many midfielders are really that interested in doing now. Everybody wants to be a number ten. Everybody wants to go and just play when your team's getting possession. John McGinn's a guy in the middle of the park that's breaking things up, that drives the team forward, um, and does the dirty bit. Uh, for me, he'll get a, he'll get a huge move, and he probably will go for huge money when you think of the the steal that Aston Villa got and the money that they paid for him I know, three and, and Celtic missing out on him as well it's incredible I mean, if, you, if you take John McGinn before I went down I'd look and think right, he was just one of the busy players that get in people's faces and when he's, he's went down there and it's clear that he's went away and he's worked hard at mm-hmm. his game and he's dominating games mm-hmm. he's dominating uh, games of football against top players down there so it just shows you how far he's he's come over the last couple of years and also for our national team he, he'll be one of the first names if not the first name on the team sheet Champions League last night Man City are through is it going to be a, a quadruple for them you know with the Champions League the League Cup the FA Cup and uh, the title as well the title is virtually won and tonight Chelsea uh, against Atletico Madrid yeah just uh, Man City full four I keep you talking about that. Yeah. I, just, I, I just love the <laughs> yeah. the young man I, I just fully confident it's just technically Unbelievable! Um, he's playing with with guys who some of the top best players, sorry, uh, in yeah. the world, um, and he just wants a ball all the time. He takes a game with a scruff mm-hmm. the neck. He, he looks if he's he's no big either. But mm-hmm. you know what? Again, that's one thing I love. Size doesn't matter. It just shows you what that boy can do with a football. And last night, he's uh, he's ball. He's on the half turn. I just love him. I could watch the guy all day. Leanne's here, young Barry Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that good, Paul. Oh, good answer, uh, Leanne. <laughs> You're done well. Leanne, tonight, do you fancy Chelsea against Atletico Madrid? They blow hot and cold, don't they? Chelsea, mm-hmm. they're such yeah. a, a tough one to call. Um, I think it'll be a good game, though. I think there will be um, two teams that will go all out, but um, we'll need to go up the road and watch it and, and see how it plays. Tomorrow night, this time, we'll be gearing up for Rangers at home to Slavia Prague. We know how much we'd love to see 50,000 people there. Hopefully, fans will be back in time for the Euros. Tomorrow night, Stephen Gerrard, looking forward to this game. I think we have to handle the ball. I think we have to show that we're Rangers, that we're a good team, that we're a strong team at home. We want us to really come out the blocks quicker tomorrow. We've had a better preparation going into this game, which everyone will be aware of. But I want us to really show that we can play both sides of the game really tough I want Slavia to really feel us I want us to be aggressive but at the same time we have to show that we're a good team we've got good players international players that can handle the ball at this level It'll be great to get away from the Zooms and all the rest won't it and get back face to face with them Huge weekend coming forward We had the caller earlier on who was saying you know, if it was extra time which I know you don't think it will be um, would that affect Saturday, uh, Sunday's game? How much does that matter? Surely tomorrow night is the crucial one to keep this run going to go so deep into the, the tournament Listen, see the, the last three or so days they've been in training, nobody would have mentioned the, the Celtic game. They'll, they'll be fully focused on making sure um, they give their best performance to get into the quarterfinals, Paul. Um, once that game's over and done with, they, they'll come in and do their bomb down on Friday and then you start thinking about the uh, the Derby game, mm. or the Old Firm game, I should call it. Um, oh, so, you see, there's a bit of controversy at the Glasgow Derby, <laughs> the Old Firm, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, full concentration goes on, um, making sure that 
the 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 better what they've done over the last couple of seasons, and that's making sure they get into the, the quarterfinals. Because what an opportunity they've got! What an opportunity! Respectful, you're coming up against a very good team, um, but if Rangers are on it, and you just heard the manager speak about it there, as long as they're aggressive, they can fly out the traps. For me, Rangers go through. Leanne? It's not even better than what you've done in the last couple of seasons. No Rangers team for 13 years has, has got as far as the quarterfinals. You know, that's the incentive that you've got. You think about what that group of players has achieved this season and the task that was that was faced, you know, that they were faced with. Now you go one step further. You know, it, you don't need any more motivation in that and there's not a chance that you're looking towards the weekend because the weekend will take care of itself in terms of footballing capacity in the West sure. of Scotland and the way you treat an old firm game. Um, it is what it is. But Thursday, you know, as a player, when you come to the end of your career and you look back, how many opportunities will you have got to get to the quarterfinals at a, a, a European tournament? Not many and no many players will no. be able to say that. 2008 you're right 13 years ago and before that it would be it was Celtic in 2003 wasn't it on the way it was Boa Vista mm-hmm. the semi-final before uh, Porto in the final let's go to Darren's on the line 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show and you can text us text GO plus your message to 87474 Darren good evening Hi guys how you doing? Uh, good thanks how are you? Uh, not too bad not too bad So yeah. you're, you're thinking about Scotland and uh, particularly um, David Turnbull, first of all. Aye, I did sort of when I first seen the uh, the squad announced yesterday. I thought it was a bit crazy that um, Turnbull had been left out. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's been probably one of Celtic's best players this season, despite only recently getting a, a run of games. Who's been better uh, than him? <laughs> one of. That's it. Yeah. I, 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 Chris Iyer, but you know, again, we can't choose him for Scotland, unfortunately. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and I, but then I did see Steve Clark's comments yesterday. Or actually, I seen them this morning. Mm. About I'm being unlucky that it's the sort of hardest part of the the, the position with the most talent that we've got, which is kind of makes sense. But I still thought it, it would have been in the squad. Mm-hmm. to uh, even just show Steve what he could do Here's the comments from the manager yeah, Good player David and done well this year to break into the Celtic team Looks a good prospect for us Unfortunately for David he's trying to get into what is probably the strongest area of the pitch I mentioned Ryan Christie you've got Ryan Fraser Stuart Armstrong John McGinn all his attacking midfield players and it's an area of the pitch that we're strong in I'm sure if David keeps up his current form his chance won't be too far away and he also spoke about uh, Nathan Patterson as well, who many people thought would be in there. I think we know that Barry and Leanne agree with you. They thought that David Turnbull would be in there because he, he's just ready yeah. for it. Yeah, I think he's ready. But I agree with Steve Stevie Clark as well. Yeah. It's Scotland's strongest area. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. There's a lot of quality midfielders in that squad. Um but I just thought he, he, he deserved it and as I say, I'm all for blood and younger players. Look, I'm not saying he's going to come in and, and play against Austria, Israel. Um, I just look at the last game, Faroe Islands, it's a good opportunity to go and give him that platform. Um, so I was a bit surprised if I'm being honest with you. I think if you asked the vast majority of people, they would probably say the same thing about David Turnbull. But look, Stevie Clark's not closed the door. He's, no. he, if he believes that he's a, a good player and he just needs to keep his, his head down and continue to perform the way he's done for Celtic and he could still squeeze his way into the squad. Leanne Crichton, what do you like most about David Turnbull? What's impressed you? 
I think just his all-round ability, Paul. I think he's he's outstanding. He's got huge potential. Um, he's an incredible. He's brilliant just now. You know, he has been probably Celtic's best player in the short period of time that he's been in the team. I think there's loads more to come from him. I think he does play with a level of maturity, but I think there's more of that that will come through time. His Scotland time will come, you know, and it might come for the Euros. Who knows? It depends. Injuries. Um, I do believe that even looking at that squad if there's one dropout I think he'll be one of the first players that Steve Clark looks to bring in and give him that opportunity but it's a tough one for Steve Clark you know to go and leave anybody out and, and bring David Turnbull in at this stage is, is probably a tough call but he's certainly one that's more than knocking at the door you know but you just bide his time keep doing what he's doing um, and play well up until the summer and you never know Sandy Cameron's also been on the socials with us and he's saying when you compare the chances that England give to younger players a national side with massive expectation he's disappointed mm. that Turnbull and Patterson uh, haven't been considered for this one they're not in the squad um, Dan what about the Celtic manager's position and we're also talking about the best uh, Irish players you've ever seen that played in Scotland uh, I'm leading you on here to Roy Keane yeah. uh, I've seen you put the question on your on your um... yeah Instagram story yesterday and I've seen it on Twitter that to me is the same old same old typical thinking let's get a Celtic man in let's get somebody who's been a player with us let's get somebody who pals about with Dermot Desmond get that patter so far to Ah, you yep. came with that. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know anyone that pals around with Dermot Desmond. Do we know any of them? <laughs> they would be loaded. Yeah, listen, I, I hear it, I respect it. Barry, what do you think of that? Is that the kind of thinking Celtic need? In terms you, of, you don't need a connection with the club to become well, the manager. Listen, it just needs to be the right man yep. um, that's going to take them forward. That That's what the Celtic supporters want. They want somebody to come in who's going to lead for the front. Whether that's somebody that's got a connection or not got a connection, I don't think Celtic fans will be bothered as long as the Celtic board pick the right candidate. Mm. That's all they're, they're bothered about because, you know what, they need to get it done for me sooner rather than later, Paul. I, I, I keep going on about mm. it. I'm, I'm still surprised we're in the middle of the march. And You've been saying it since January. Yeah, and yeah. look, obviously... Neil Lennon went away a few weeks ago I know John Kennedy's come in and he's caretaker but still the weeks are going on we're getting closer to the season ending soon and they need to get the, the recruitment drive on and I still want to, I think they want to go down the route of a director of football mm-hmm. they still need a point for me that needs to be appointed first and then it's a manager so I think the Celtic fans are just desperate to know what's going on and they want a guy in and know who's taking this taking their club forward Leanne, does it matter to you if they would have a, a strong connection with the club? No, I don't think it matters. I don't think in football it matters too much. I mean, you need to understand, I, I think in Scotland there is a bit of a goldfish bowl. You mm. cannot deny that in, in the magnitude of the old firm sides. You need to have a, an understanding of what that is and what that job entails and the pressure that comes with that. Um, but I don't think there needs to be an automatic affiliation to the club or, you know, like Darren says somebody that's played for the club or who would you like to see Darren have well, you thought about it I, I'm, I'm open you know and uh, I, I just I would like to see a, a fresh a fresh change like Barry says there needs to be if we're going down the, the, ro- the, ro- the road of a sporting director or a director of football it needs to be in and it also needs to be um, a complete overhaul of the, the structure within the club if that's going to be the case mm. Um, Derek Ray put on uh, Twitter earlier on today that somebody like um, Jesse Marsh, yeah. uh, 
Burke. The first question they're going to ask if they get approached is, what is the structure like in the club? And currently, with, with what we have with the chief executive being the, the yes and no man on, on player signing, I don't think that that's going to cut the mustard for somebody like Jesse Marsh. I see he said he was flattered by the interest from Celtic but you make a great point Darren because oh, Red Bull Salzburg can I just say, money. Yeah. In, in terms of this job being available I've said it whether it's summed out a job or summed in a job there'll be loads of people would take mm. a Celtic job it's a big club they, they've got a chance of playing European football every single season they've got a chance of winning trophies every single season so I, look, I think there'll be loads of managers Desperate to take that job There's no doubt in my mind about it But the thing is I was going to ask Dan Dan are you not concerned How long that it's taken To decisions to come out In terms of the director of football And then the manager it, It's getting to that stage Barry It really mm-hmm. is I mean, I would, I'm glad that we're no I've said this Made this quote A number of times On the call On the, the show I'm glad we're not just Jumping into a shower With the manager No firm number post Like we done last time um, But they're there needs to be a degree, a good thought process going doing it. But we're getting to that stage where we need to have something in because planning needs done because what's the European qualifiers of mid-June, so the end of June. So we need to have something in place, start approaching players, things like that. So I, it's getting to the stage where I'm getting a bit concerned. I don't doubt that there's loads of managers that would want the Celtic job, but is there loads of managers that the Celtic fans would want to see in the Celtic job? I think that's a bigger question. Of course there's going to be people that want the Celtic job But do they tick all the boxes And are they going to do what Darren's saying A complete overhaul from top to bottom And be able to restructure the club And work with a new sporting director um, It's modern day football you're operating with now You know the last 10 years with Celtic is gone That structure and that infrastructure that was there And the way they, they did things has got to change You know and that needs to develop So of course, loads of people are desperate to become the Celtic manager. Who you know, who wouldn't be? Um, but I think the bigger question is what is going to please the fans and what will be the right move for the club? It's, it's a blank canvas, but I, yeah. I think that's why it will attract interest to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of managers will have the, the skills, though, and the tools to go and, and do what they need to do at that club. And yeah, the skill set's changed, that, hasn't it? You, know, you can be a good first-team manager. And but you need to be allowed to bring mm-hmm. in your own people mm-hmm. whether it's the director of football that picks the manager then the manager needs to be allowed to bring in his own backroom team so he trusts who he's working with and again there's a, there's a lot of work it's not a case of just coming in and coaching a team and putting them out on a Saturday there obviously needs to be a structure that Leanne's just mentioned and Dan's just mentioned but it needs to happen now they need to start making decisions I'm, I, I would be absolutely shocked if they're no talk behind the scenes quietly a certain number of people they must be Leanne you're a great student of the game as well as playing it at a really high level who do you think or who, what's the skill set that Celtic need now in this structure we asked you last week has it I, moved Have you, you've heard no, different I, names I, but you're more about the structure aren't you yeah, I, th- I think from top to bottom I think when you look at what Brendan Rodgers achieved when he came to Celtic I think when you look at Stephen Gerrard and the impact that he's now having at Rangers, and I don't just mean the first team, I think when you look at the club you know, in its entirety, I think from top to bottom there's a connection there now. Um, I know that Brendan Rodgers enforced that in his time at Celtic, brought the academy together, made everybody at the club feel part of, you know, a, a part of things. And if you want to move in the right direction and you want to have that clear progression throughout the, the youth teams, right through to the first team, 
you need I, I, I believe a modern day coach and that has, has got to be somebody like a Jesse Marsh or an Eddie Howe who I know we've spoke about a lot on the programme so we probably don't need to discuss too much but mm. of course there'll be loads of candidates like Barry said and I think it's really important that you look at that and you don't just make a decision based on a big name that's going to appease people short term you need to think long game what's the best thing for the club and how do you get that development structure right through it and also they need to know what they're coming into yeah. They're coming into a, a pressure cooker. They're coming in where they're going to be put under pressure. They're under the spotlight, the demands, the expectations. A lot of managers are no used to it in, in different leagues. This is totally different up here. That's why the Liverpool so, project, if this is the case, that Liverpool were really keen for Stephen Gerrard, their most loved son, coming to Glasgow, coming to a huge club, coming to Rangers, it's worked. Because although we're it's not. A great one, ap- yeah. It's a great apprenticeship for, yeah. mm-hmm. for Stephen mm-hmm. Gerrard just now. Um, the first two seasons were really difficult because Celtic were that dominant. And then this season he, he's come up trumps. But listen, it's the, the amount of pressure he he was under this season. He was under huge pressure to deliver something, and he's he's delivered it. And that will be the same for the Celtic manager next season. Darren, the game will be going ahead on Sunday. That will be confirmed tonight or tomorrow. So that's uh, the good news. I think it's the common sense approach. Uh, you think people will behave and stay away, won't they, from the ground? Um, no, no, I don't think no? they will. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. Um, but you know, we can live in hope. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think people you, will. Okay. And Darren, we're saying today in St Patrick's Day, who's the best Irish player you've ever seen? Oh, He's not going oh. to say Roy Keane, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he was some player, though. Yeah. No, for Celtic, no. Um, no, no. Probably in the grand scheme of things, yeah. I, him or Robbie Keane. Maybe, mm-hmm. I'd probably say Robbie Keane or maybe Paddy McCook. Paddy McCourt, all the talent, didn't he? he could beat. Uh, you, t- you mentioned earlier, uh, uh, Leanne, about players just not taking players on. He certainly did. I know, and I've heard Cy Ferry speak a lot about Paddy yeah. McCourt as well, and <laughs> players that, that speak about him and how much talent that he had, mm. but he just wasn't a runner. Yep. You know, and yeah, probably the one had, thing that let him down. He had some talent, Paddy McCourt. <laughs> he played against him. Yeah. yeah. Um, he needed a ball himself right enough, didn't he? <laughs> he he um, could back try and beat you again. Yeah, you know, but listen, yeah. he could he could do some yep. um, unbelievable things with our football. Darren, thanks oh, for calling. Yeah, uh-huh. Just before we go, can I, an honourable mention for Darren O'Day, because I, 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 I quite like him as a player as well. Not no quite the best, but an honourable mention. And he's good in the radio too, and we know he works uh, behind the scenes in the coaching at uh, Celtic. Darren, good point. Thanks very much for your call. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show Wednesday evening. Barry Ferguson, Leanne Crichton, Paul Cooney and lodge your calls 0808 17 17 700. Leanne, we're up over half a million who've downloaded uh, the podcast and it's fantastic making the switch joining us every evening. Absolutely, of course they are, Paul. They'd be crazy not to be downloading it. Look forward to you coming in next week as well. And we're on this weekend, we're on Sunday for Celtic against Rangers. The match will go ahead. That will be announced officially by Scottish Government tonight or tomorrow. But the match will go ahead and surely everyone will stay away, stay off the streets. I mean, the job is done. Rangers have won the title by 20 points already. And uh, yeah, just just enjoy it in the television. Let's yep. just keep our fingers crossed for that because there's too much negativity yeah. around football. We end up speaking about the wrong things for, for too long after the games. Let's speak about the football. Everybody stay at home, watch the game. Hopefully the sun will be shining. Um, enjoy it in the comfort of your own home and then we can speak about it for the, the rest of the week on go. Yeah, what well, one thing you've got to applaud is both clubs. They've done their they've done their bit, which was great to see. And as I said, I, I think the fans will relate to that. I think the the vast majority will look and think, no, do you know what? The the club are, are talking sense here. We're just going to sit in our own homes, 
um, and watch the game and enjoy it as I said I mean I was lucky enough to play in so many and they're unbelievable games to play in and even better when you win when you lose they're not so so good but listen I just hope it's a great spectacle and we, we can enjoy a real good game of football both teams going at each other Celtic playing for some pride Rangers playing for four in a row because they've won the last three and they haven't done that since uh, Walter Smith's team in the year they made it nine in a row yeah there's been a lot made about oh will Rangers go into it no too bad that's nonsense Rangers will go and try and win the game and listen Celtic have had a really disappointing season so they want to they give their, their, their fans something to shout about so I'm hoping it's going to be a, a real ding dong a, a game and I hope it is uh, as I said yeah. there's a lot of good players in view and it's great for our game I, I'm sure there'll be loads of people all over the world tuning in to watch it and I hope as I say there's, there's many goals and um, Rangers just edge it by one <laughs> <laughs> no need to ask his prediction the thing I'm yeah. sorry but I was just yeah. going to say Celtic have got a lot to prove but also Rangers probably haven't played in an old firm game where there's literally no pressure as such mm. you know so that's a, that'll be a question of their character as players how do you go and apply yourself in a game that you don't necessarily need to win other than the fact that you have bragging rights and it keeps that run going mm. that unbeaten run um, so there's a shift in the mindset mm. so I'm sure Stephen Gerrard will be hoping that his players apply themselves the way they should you know and look to go and win the game and John Kennedy will be hoping that Celtic can step up to the plate and prove that the season uh, in the season ahead, you know, is going to start to look a wee bit more optimistic than this year has. That's what I was going to ask you because you know every every game is a real test for him. It's, it's, good. it's his chance to show because he's highly rated as a coach. Can he be a manager? Yeah, look, a lot of people speak highly John Kennedy um, and say he's a very good coach, very good on the, the training ground. But one thing this game is going to do is put a lot of players in the short window. Um, people are going to obviously watch it and if guys want to go and uh, show what they can do uh, I'm sure a lot of managers will be tuning in and watching mm. it so I'm looking forward to it as I says I think Rangers will go with an attitude to try and win it and I'm, I'm sure Celtic will uh, try and win it as well because as I said they've, they've been disappointing this season in, in terms of um, the league campaign and they've, they've lost the, the last few so they, they'll be going to try and win it as Let's well Let's take another call Mark is on from Greenock Good evening Mark Guys how you doing? Yeah good thanks how are you tonight? Taylor the bank. Not bad, not bad. Is that the sun going down? Is it looking? It's been great weather. Oh, it's been good. It's been nice weather today, I suppose. Yeah. It is looking lovely. I look over the water, so it's quite nice. Gorgeous there down at the tail of the bank. So, Mark, what are you thinking football wise? Uh, well, Barry earlier on kind of stole my, stole my point. Uh, it was in regard to Scotland. Yeah. See for, like, see for players like, like Nathan Patterson, like Omar. I think they should be put in the squad anyway. Mm-hmm. They might not play, but they're given the chance to get, in, get a feel of it to get a look at it what it's going to take to get them there give them the hunger that type of thing to try and you know move up to that level I mean you look a few years ago when Gordon Stratton he brought in Andy Robertson just for the numbers at one point and now he's captain of Scotland you know so I think it gives them an idea kind of what, what the level they're going to have to do it rewards them for doing not too bad because Every day, I mean, at that age, they're not going to play all the time. And as Barry said, why are we scared in this country to give people who are 19 or 18 chances in the kind of the national team? Do you think we're scared? Another, yeah. I, I brought this point up in another radio station before, mm-hmm. and uh, an older pundit, as well, <laughs> we could say, kind of tried to shoot me down for it. Did he? Uh, but, Huey. Uh, I, uh, I, I agree with Matt. I've said it. I think they're reluctant 
to put players in um, in a position to put them into the, the full squad. I'm not saying put these players in to, to start them, but I think it's a, a really good grounding for them to come in and see what sort of level they've got to get it to be in their national team. So I, I'm all for giving the young ones uh, the chance. And I don't care what age they are. I really don't. I don't care if they're 17 or 19 or 21. Um, I don't really... It doesn't really bother me age. Uh, if I see a player and I think to myself, he's got the potential or he's having a real good season, whether it's with Rangers, Celtic or anybody else, Hearts, Hibs, Dundee United, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Evans on the social saying, Leanne, if you're good enough to play Europa League last 16, then you're good enough to take your place in the Scotland squad. Yeah, but I think Nathan Patterson's different in the mm-hmm. sense that he's not played that many games. I think he will face a ban towards the end of the season and I don't think he'll play too much football up until the Euros. So these things need to be considered. You don't just pick squads based on who's had a, a good runner three or four games and I know that sounds mad but international football is different in that sense you have players that know what to do what's expected of them and even in these current you know, situation now Paul you've got Covid testing you've got a bubble the Euro squad with 23 players is a squad of 26 in the paper that's in front of me now you go and take three players off of that for that squad who are you taking off it to then go and replace another what two or three from that with, yep. with Billy Gilmer and David Turnbull I absolutely love the idea of young players being in the squad but I, I've been in squads that you bring young players in and they don't offer consistency and you need to have a blend within a team mm-hmm. we would love to have a, a team full of twenty hungry 19, 20, 21 year old players that know exactly what's expected of them and they go to the Euros and they hit the ground running and they make Scottish people really proud that's not really what happens in football mm-hmm. Well, I, I think Stevie Clark's lo- lo- it's clear to me he's loyal and I totally get that but I'm all for blooding young ones look it's all about opinions for me if a young player's shown me um, that he can play the game he can play the game at a high level um, I'm all for putting him into the squad now I know there's a squad what was it Leanne mm. did you say 25 there there's 26 here 26 and it'll be 23 players. that go I believe, the Euros. I believe guys like David Turnbull Nathan Patterson, Bill and Gilmer are more than good enough to be involved. I'm not saying they're going to start, but for me, I just look. I'll go back to. It. I just look at the games. Are they three games? And the one that jumps out at me is the Faroe Islands. No disrespect, but there's a, there's an opportunity that you can go and see. Right, go and show me. Go and show me if you can handle international scene because international football is different. Do you? Can I'm, I just ask you a question? Do you genuinely believe that Scotland are at that level where you can look at the Faroe Islands game now as a trial game to to, play, it's to, not to a trial bring game players in? Because the three though? players that I've mentioned could easily play. I know, but when you look, they play at twenty ones, but the twenty ones haven't qualified. Mm, but do you know what I mean. So they've got a brilliant group of twenty ones players, but they've no qualified in their age group. So I I, I absolutely agree. They're a wonderful group of players, mm. but I don't I, I don't get how you can bring two or three of them straight in the now that's just my opinion that's based on my experiences as a player it's all about opinions I look at Nathan Patterson David Turnbull and for instance the Billy Gilmer are they going to weaken that squad no they ain't for me they're going to strengthen that squad 
but we take your point, Leanne, that there needs a, a blend in the team. Mm. I think Barry's also saying, and well, let, let's try a few. Because you know the ones who've done really well for Scotland, you mm. know, and the defenders. Oh, and the, they've done brilliant. Listen, they, they yeah. guys have done unbelievable. Yeah. I'm not saying that. No, you're not. I, I'm I not saying, I, I, they guys have done unreal to get us qualified for the first time in 20, 23 years come the summer. And um, see the word loyalty, that's a word that's probably overlooked a lot of the time. Because these players have turned up at every other camp they've worked hard they've came even in games that people didn't want to turn up and watch them and now you're going to say to three of them who wouldn't they make a difference in terms of seeing football there's always an emergency young talent coming through who are really top players that you cannot say we we can't bring you in there's always an emergency good players now for me they're not just good players I think they're going to be top players and I just look at other nations and they're not too scared to go and throw them into a squad they don't play they maybe come on and get the experience for me look I'm all for blood and young ones don't care what age they are see if they're, they're good enough they're in the squad the conversation will continue here on Go up until the match next week Mark uh, I see you also want to mention something about Morton no 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 why not just oh yeah but, but, yeah. Fan, so she was giving me a oh I see <laughs> without a banter there what's your prediction for Rangers tomorrow night against Slavia Prague I don't know. I, I, I think a lot of people are maybe taking them a bit soft, you know. So yeah. I don't know. As you say, they're beat Leicester, you know. So you can't take them. You can't take them as mugs or anything like that. So. What, what's your score prediction? What do you reckon? I think there's a difference between what I think it will be and what I want it to be. <laughs> okay, you're very pragmatic. Uh, yeah. You think there'll be goals <laughs> in it, Mark? Yeah. I think there will be goals in it. I do. I mean, I think they'll create chances as well. To be fair, you know, and all they've got to do is get one, and then they can sit. Uh, so just the Rangers have got to try and take them down. Uh, so okay, I'll tell you what. If we score first, it changes the game. So, but they they've got to come at us because we are winning kind of with their way goal. So it's just it's one of them ones. It could I mean it could go all over the place. Knowing Rangers in Europa League just now with four goals going in and three goals scored and things like that all the time. So you never know. But. And we're talking about on St Patrick's Day the best players from Ireland you've seen. Stephen Davis is uh, surely up there as one of the best. Hi, Stephen Davis has done well. Uh, he's always like Mr. Dependable, really, isn't he? And he's, he's done amazing this season. But I mean, if you're talking about the best Irish players, it has to be George Best. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about it. He was phenomenal. It's a pity the footage, most of it's black and white. Now there's some colour. But he was an amazing <laughs> player. Yep. Okay, thanks very much, Mark. Thanks for calling. No, thanks very much, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Good talking point there, here on the Go Radio Football Show. A little bit more from Stevie Clark speaking about the fans for the Euros and hopefully we'll be at Hamden and at Wembley. It would be a blow. Obviously, we, we, we have to be guided by the pandemic first and foremost is, is going to determine everything. There seems to be a little bit more hope around with the with the vaccinations. We seem to be getting on top of it that way. I'm pleased to say that I got my first vaccination last week. So process, no, no side effects, everything good. And it's going to be great if we can get a crowd into Hamden. I'd like to think that there will be enough time for the Scottish government to convince UEFA that, that there will be a crowd there will be a crowd of sorts at Hamden. Whether it's a full house, I don't think so. The more we can get, the better. That's what we want. Be important, wouldn't it, Leanne, if we got what maybe 10, 20,000 at Hamden for these first two games? It would be unbelievable. You know, that's a dream. Um, we can live in hope and it's, Scot- it's just can you believe that Scotland are going to a major tournament mm. in Scotland? and there's no fans yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's literally the worst case scenario but the up. best case scenario at the same time um, if we can get fans here it'll be incredible but if they can't get it it'll, it'll still be a phenomenal experience I think for everybody mm-hmm. 
They're talking about uh, the vaccination passports. Hopefully, I'll get mine next Tuesday. Uh, and that's over two million. We announced it today on Go Radio. Two million people have been yeah, vaccinated. This is going to make such a difference, Barry. Yeah, yeah. it's it's great. We're, we're near enough hit that that number, um, and uh, it's rolling out now. But hopefully, we're coming to some sort of uh, back to some sort mm. of normality. Um, hopefully, in the, the the coming weeks. But in terms of Scotland, it's funny. I was thinking about that the day we we get to a, a Euros and. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get our own fans, and I just hope we can get some, no. even no. if it's ten thousand. Um, do you know what? That will make a, a hell of a difference to the players walking out there and home advantage. No seeing any fans for over a year. That would probably be near enough a year and a half, and then you would see ten or so thousand fans. Yeah, that would. What a feeling that would be mm. for the the group of players. Mm. I remember it was a year ago today that many people were sent home from the offices. It was it was a Tuesday. It was the seventeenth, yeah. and uh, hard to believe a year on we're we're here. Barry, what have you missed most? During lockdown, what are you most looking forward to when things open up? How long you go? Yeah, no, <laughs> briefly, but no, just, genuinely. What, what's... Listen, I, I just think you take things for granted, like just going out for some something to eat and, mm. and just doing normal things, like going to the shops or, or whatever. Like I'm talking about like clothes shop or, <laughs> or whatever. I like still, I'm kind of, I'm no, albeit the last year I've had to do internet shopping, mm. but I, I like getting out and about and um, just things like that but do you know what when it opens up I'm um, I'm going to make the most of it that's for sure good and the family as well obviously Leanne yeah, you yeah. don't get to travel as well and look my, my son's um, over in, in Ireland I can't go over to see him so they're, they're the things that it's hard it's great that you've got FaceTime and all that sort of mm. stuff but I'm not great with technology no, we'll I would rather see them <laughs> in the flesh face to face Leanne what are you most looking forward to I think it's probably changed over time you know I think in the beginning we were probably missing the bigger things even like holidays you know which I'm missing the sunshine I would like to get away and get a bit of vitamin D but it's just the social aspect to just mm. even at football you know you know family of course but every night before we would train normally a couple of the girls would meet for a coffee we'd have a chat you know we would debrief before we've even arrived at training um and it's that you don't get any social contact now other than being on the pitch, you know, and then the family situations where everything's at a distance and just hugging people, you know. Like my nan is eighty nine and I've not been able to hug her for, for a year. Like it's just it's some it's wee things like that that make a difference. So hopefully, uh, like Steve Clark, she's had her, her first dose, my mum's getting hers on Friday, so it's positive signs, you know, we're definitely in the, the way out of this. Good news, it's gone the right way. We're back for the final section, looking forward to in fact we'll get your predictions for Rangers tomorrow. That's coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, Paul Cooney, Leanne Crichton, Barry Ferguson, and loads of your calls coming in. We're going back on the lines now. Rob in Clyde Bank is on. Good evening, Rob. Good evening, folks. Good evening, Leanne. Hi, Rob. How are we doing? I'm fine, yeah, fine. But I'm just picking up a point. I've been listening to the show all night, and you are talking about bringing young players into the Scottish football. Mm-hmm. And one that was mentioned was Patterson. Yeah. Now, can you tell me why Stephen Gerrard would fling him into such a big game if he wasn't good to play for Scotland? Because he's captain's injured. Why would injured? Stephen Gerrard put him straight into that position? Not even thinking twice about it. And a serious big game for Rangers. Mm-hmm. I think he's his automatic replacement for Tavernier. The most natural replacement. I think if Tavernier's fit, though, he, he doesn't play. Yeah, but I had other choices you could have put in there. You know, I, I don't know, but you've not got a natural fullback. You could put Balligan in there. He's not a natural yeah, well, right fullback. Yeah, yeah, but a young boy, he just put, he just flung him straight in. And as Barry says, why not blood? 
the young boys. Because there is, and, and I agree with, with, with what you were saying as well, about the Celtic players as well. You know, bring them in, because the, the, these guys are, are, are going to pull a jersey on, and they're going to blood it. They're going to, they're going to do it. But uh, Patterson, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I was kind of worried when he flung him right in at the deep end, and I thought, boy's no played. He's all this carry on in his head about what happened, things that happened. He smashed it mm-hmm. in that game. Rob, I, I don't doubt Nathan Patterson's ability. I think he's an outstanding talent. But are you telling me that you bring him in for these three games, then DeMarchi goes and gets pro- probably a seven-game ban? Yes, Rob, we're just going to bring that up. Right, so up. where so where does that leave the situation? Yeah, if that was in this situation, but the way I feel... And you're saying that he is not suited whatsoever for Scotland? No, at no point have I said that. No, so basically, if he wasn't in the position that he's in just now with these bands coming up, would you let him walk straight into the Scotland team? I wouldn't let him straight walk straight into it, but I think he would be in contention, the same as David Turnbull, as they go and prove his worth between now and oh. the end of the season. I mean, uh, Griffiths should be first on that on that list, as far as I'm concerned, especially Griffiths, and I'm a Rangers man. He should be first on the sheet. But he's not. He's but Rob. He's not first in the sheet for Celtic. In fact, as we said, in their last game, he came on for nine minutes and they were still you know, clinging on to... It wasn't going to happen, but yeah. it would have stopped Rangers clinching it that next that day. I know you know. Yeah. I, I get what yeah. you see in terms of Griffiths, I, I, I would put him in. I would have him in the squad. I'm not saying he would start the game for Scotland, but I, I, that's how highly I rate him. I just believe he's the best forward we've got. In terms of fitness, he's not going to be up to scratch in terms he's not played oh. enough football but for me a Lee Griffiths in the squad if you're struggling um, if you don't want to start I'm sorry and you're struggling to get a goal listen you bring him on for 20 minutes there's every chance he's going to sniff one chance out and he's every chance if he does sniff one chance he'll score it 100% 100% Rob, what, what are you thinking for tomorrow night then? Four Rangers against Slavia Prague. Nobody is taking anything for granted. Uh, one one last week. What do you reckon is going to yeah. happen? Well, as long as Rangers don't start the way they started the last time, if they do, the game will be finished. Mm-hmm. If they come out, I know Barry says they're going to come out with all guns blazing, but see if they come out and start the way they've done the last game, poof, I fear for it, honestly, because this team will be gunning to come out and prove because as Leanne says earlier look what Leicester they've done to Leicester mm-hmm. was that expected yeah, listen for <laughs> you know me I mean? I, look, that's a warning it's a warning sign it was nothing each over in, in Slavia Prague they go to, to Leicester and come away with a, a 2-0 victory so that that's something that I'm sure over the last couple of days in training and team meetings that Steven Gerrard will be pointing that out to the players and the players will know that so that's the reason if you listen Rob if you listen to his interview that's why I think they'll come out they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll not be taking any chances they know that this team um, are probably the, the best team they've come up against because you don't get into the last 16 if you know a, no, a no, very good no. team so no. I think they'll they'll not take any chances the good thing is I've had a few days rest um, after that, that game last Thursday Mentally and physically, it would have took a lot out of them. Obviously, what happened at the weekend uh, before that. So I think they'll be really prepared. I think they'll be ready. And listen, I, I don't see any other way than Rangers going through. I really don't. If they approach it in the right manner, which yes, I have yes, the confidence I, 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 they will. If they do come out guns blazing and they get that quick goal, that that team might 
flap and they might just fold. You know what I mean? But if, if it happens the way it happened the last time, Wolf. Barry, what's your prediction then, scoreline wise? Um, I, I think Rangers will win. I, I think Slavia Prague need to come here and have a go. And I think they've got players that I've got. I think, sorry, should I say they've got players that will hurt Rangers. Um, but also, on the other hand, I, I do think Rangers will be mentally prepared for it. And I think Rangers will win. If you ask me a prediction and score, I'll go three one. I, I do think they'll score. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we'll have far too much fire, fire power going forward, and we'll get. Three yeah, Leanne, what do you think? Two one Rangers. I think Patterson will score, Rob. Ah, just the words right out my mouth. <laughs> She's playing to the crowd there, isn't she? Hope you have a good night, Rob. <laughs> Rob, she's nearly two fitted me across there. He's just doing it. Ten yards, Rob. Rob, what's your prediction scoreline wise? I'm going the same prediction as Barry. As long as we start the way that he says we're going to start, then I think we'll, we'll walk it. I know that sounds terrible, but I think that will, that team will fold. I think if, if Rangers get a couple of goals up on them, I think it's a uh, game over. Okay, Rob. Thanks. And then it just, yep. proves that, it just proves a point too, mm-hmm. Paul. Yeah. What uh, people are saying about Scotland and English football. If Rangers yeah. beat this team tomorrow night with a canter, which I hope it will be, but mm, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. So what does that say about Leicester City? Sure. Does that mean that Leicester City's way above Rangers when it comes to football-wise? Or how does that place football up here in Scotland? That's a good point. And awaiting Rangers then would be possibly... Yeah, well, well I've said it on here. Yeah. I think they're a bit ignorant towards your, your game up here. They don't um, know enough about it. They, they don't, but then i seen, obviously, um, I think it was Paul Scholes mm-hmm. um, was talking about Rangers after their win and he was very complimentary which was nice to see because that's coming from a top player but I see far too many pundits having a pop it's no good up here it's no good enough look what Rangers have done this season they're in the last 16 they've got a great chance of getting into the, the last eight and now people are starting to um, stand up and take notice mm-hmm. of what Rangers are doing and it could be Tottenham it could, it could be Man United I know they've got a tough you one against I, I, yeah. I would like to get one of them mm-hmm. you, you fancy Battle of Britain don't you yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like I would like to get that because you know what hopefully they would go and do the, the, the country um, justice and, mm-hmm. and shut a few people yeah. up See, Ibrahimovic exactly. is in tonight for AC Milan or tomorrow. Uh, we'll see at school with Alan McGregor. They're the same kind of age, aren't they? It's phenomenal. I mean, but for a striker, <laughs> he's, still be. He's, um, he's just on a different planet. Um, he's, he? He, no, he's an unbelievable player. Yeah. <laughs> unbelievable player. Amazing. Do you play against him? Yeah, yeah I did. You did? Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. Which one? Which match? What was it? I've played against him a few times. Yeah, we throw so many at him. You have a think about that. And, and Rob, before you go, best Irish player that you've seen? I agree with the last caller, George Best. No, tell, tell us what you liked so much about him. Skill, it was just unbelievable. No, and put me in mind of him and Dennis Law. I know I'm going to be sounding daft here, putting them in the same category, but the same type of skill. Yep. You know what I mean? He, he made a lot of goals for the lawman, didn't he? Aberdeen's oh. finest. Well, Aberdeen's right. Yeah, make sure you get that one in there, Paul. Yeah. Rob, it's just your age you're showing. It's not anything else. Oh, there were some players, though, Leanne. They absolutely were. Yeah. Oh, they were unbelievable. Phenomenal. I actually love that. Yeah. I said it the other week when I was on. I was yeah. watching old Scottish Cup classics mm. as well. And the way the game was played back then, just attack constantly. Mm. Players that just picked yeah. up the ball. Like we were speaking about Aribo, one of these players now that goes by folk. You don't see that an awful lot. George Best was one of those players, pick it up and run and, and get at folk and create things. Unbelievable. 
So exciting. Yeah. Rob, listen, thanks a million for your call. Good call. Rob, one guys. Thanks. Thanks, keep Rob. Us, keep us up. Good work. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, thanks very much. Right. Part of the growing posse here on the Go Radio football show. Yeah, well, this time tomorrow night, Barry, what are you thinking? That's a good what, posse. The posse. I've not heard <laughs> that. The posse, yeah. That a throwback to your younger <laughs> days. <laughs> so, it sure was. Well, the posse will be here. Anton Deck of uh, the radio will be on. And Friday night, Cy Ferry will be with us. You watch Cy, uh, Cy, Cy and Barry. Ant and Deck, Saturday night. What about the Costa? Unbelievable. Uh, just give him a tease. You're going to watch it tonight? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? You have to I, watch I, it. I, yeah. I missed it on Saturday. Yeah. I absolutely love watching it too. So do you know what? Don't tell me what's happening because I'm going to go back and watch, watch it. You watch it. It's so good. It's just the bit where they so pretend. Good. Yeah, it's great. You'll love it. Costa drive-through. Uh-huh. You'll love it. <laughs> and we've got our Ant and Deck on the business show on Sunday morning and it's going to be Giovanna Eusebi. You know Eusebi's in the West End. Yeah. Great. Uh, deli restaurant and Giovanna's going to be on she is some cook and owner of that business Brilliant. I've eaten there a couple of times she's going to be on with uh, Willie Hockey and Tom Hunter what so a Sunday line up that is it yep for, and after Followed them yeah then the we get team. in straight after do you think we can we'll nudge them out the way a wee bit early hopefully <laughs> the programme we, we we're on at quarter to twelve we're on just after them yeah we'll find who's, out exactly when but we're on just after them straight into the game can I just yep. ask the most important question for Sunday who, who's decided that they're bringing the snacks for you because I hear this is always a talking point about who brings half time well yep. Size, size pockets are ankle deep. There's no chance. Him, Paul brought it the last time, so it'll be me. It'll be, it'll be me. It'll be the T bone. Typical. Yeah, it'll be it's always something me. good, won't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll get, uh, do you know what? I'll, I'll surprise you. So, something special. Leanne, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. So, you reckon 2 1 tomorrow night for Rangers? And you'd say to the fans for Sunday, enjoy it. Stay off the streaks. Absolutely. Stay at home. Enjoy the game. And let's speak about all the good things next week. Good, good stuff. Barry, you agree? Of course. Yeah, I can't say any more. Well, what Leanne says there summed it up perfectly tomorrow night at this time they'll just be finishing up 5 till 7 tomorrow don't miss it it's Rob McLean with Craig Moore and Mark Guidi yeah I'll be good I'll be tuning into that one um, listen to Big Oz give his um, honest opinion as always and obviously Mark Guidi's new so enjoyed being on with him on Monday conversation continues then from us good night The Bull Radio Football Show Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk.